Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Wednesday, December 6, 2017. December is one of my favorite podcast months of the year because, uh, you know, that means end of the year lists, and those are coming very soon, next week. I will be giving you the top 40 songs of 2017 with a few honorable mentions here and there. The following week, I will be giving you the top 20 albums of 2017 split up into two parts. I have yet to decide if part one will come next week and part two the following week. Or if I'll, you know, just drop both parts um, on different days of next week. That's, uh, sorry, not next week, the following week. But um, that's still to come. But yeah, I'm very excited. You know, shortly following that, we'll get to get into anticipated albums of 2018. As you know, the Thinking Outside the Boombox Hip Hop and R&B Awards um, will be coming at the end of January. So a lot of great content to come. But today, on Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news, I will be talking about Chance the Rapper. Um, And, you know, Chance the Rapper and his independent status. I won't get too much um, into the topic, but we're going to be discussing, you know, one of the things that... Um, Chance stands on as an artist. You know, it's one of his um, foundations as far as, um, you know, as far as, you know, what he 
believes in and what he pushes. So um, we're going to get into some theories on that and whether it's true or false. But, but, but before we get to that, you know I got to drop you off with a song of the week. So the song of the week for this week comes from Talib Kweli's latest album, which dropped a few weeks back. It was called Radio Silence, I believe. Um, And the song of the week is called Heads Up, Eyes Open. It features a singer named Yummy Bingham, who I had never heard of, but she blows in a a good way, like she can sing. Um, And Rick Ross. Now, I first heard this song they performed on Jimmy Fallon, all three of them, Talib, Yummy, and Rick Ross, and it was a dope performance, and I was like, yo, I hadn't even listened to Talib's album yet, it was still in the queue, but that song made me push it up a little bit in the queue, and I was like, yo, I need to listen to Talib's album, because this song is tight, um... And now, you know, I listen to the song like once a day because it's just it's a real it's real hip hop and it's a dope jam. Um, So the song of the week is Heads Up, Eyes Open by Talib Kweli off of his most recent album, Radio Silence. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Press Play segment. As you may know, the Press Play segment is separated into three parts. Things you should check out. Self-explanatory. This is where I let you know music videos, songs, performances, you know, tour dates, um, that things in the hip-hop and R&B genres that you should check out and keep on your radar. Next is the rumor mill and the announcements. This is where I uh, keep you hip to, you know, some track lists that will release, some projects that might be in the works that's, you know, not set in stone, things like that. And then finally, the upcoming and recently released projects. These, This is where I talk to you about the albums that just came out or the albums that are coming soon that you need to check out. So let's start with the first part, things you should check out. Number one, last week I talked to you about Iman Shumpert and how he he went on Funk Flex and delivered some bars that you know shocked everybody. Well, this week it was Tory Lanez that was in the seat at Hot 97, and he delivered about seven and a half minutes of fury. Like the sink in a string thong. I ding dong bitch bitches when the fling gone with a mink on and four fingers that my rings on. Quit drawing like you don't know on my dick gone. Like I ain't been up in your chick dome since the flip phone. My ice rocky, nice jockey. So much maple leaf money, niggas think I'm playing ice hockey. I'm that fly type, move through the night cocky. Bitch, I look so good, even the dykes watch me. I'm on dykeman with a bad light skin. Chain rain so much water, they think we about to have lightning. When I spit, niggas think I'm in that lab fighting. Niggas think I'm left hooking and I'm jab writing. One thing is I ain't in that lab writing, nigga. Everything is off top. Word in my ball spot. I used to have to stash work in my bra spot. Cops came, had to stash work in a bra strap. Phone calls on my connectors, just a call drop. We don't count down on those. That's a ball drop. So, yeah, I mean, I think we, um, or a lot of people take Tory Lanez for granted because, you know, the main thing we hear from him is him, you know 
making these, you know, R&B bangers and, you know, beefing with Drake that we forget that homie can really spit. Like, he's got bars. Like, make sure you watch this video because he literally went off like seven and a half minutes, like hardly taking breaths, just bars off the dome. Some of them was written, but like all of it together was just fantastic. So shout out to Toy Lanes. As you know, everything I talk about in this section can be found in the podcast newsletter, which you can get at thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, either through an email subscription or directly on the site. Um, the next thing you should check out, um, there's this guy named Joyner Lucas who caused a a storm, you know, positive and negative. Um, so it's this black guy, this black rapper, um, who made a video called I'm not racist. Uh, well, he made a song and a, you know, and also a music video for the song called I'm not racist. It features a white man sitting at a table talking to a black man. And he's just like, representing and saying all of the things that like racist white people stereotype black people for and like think about black people and i had never heard of joiner lucas before this so your first thought is that or my thought was that joiner lucas was this white guy and so i was like oh no wonder this they're talking about this on cnn this is mad racist but if you watch the entire video the black guy in the video he gives his verse, his rebuttal to the white guy. And it's the same rapper. And then, you know, after doing some research, I realized that it was actually a black man that wrote the whole song, and these were just actors. And I was like, okay, now I see what he's doing here. Um, and, you know, he's trying to, you know, spark a conversation. And in his opinion, he said, this is how, you know, I think these type of conversations should go. It's not realistic, but in my world, this is how it would go. You know, they hugged at the end of the video and all that. But you definitely should check it out because first of all, forget the video, just just rap. Like it's a it's a wonderfully constructed song, and like you know, with the concept that you know mirrors you know some greats in the game. Um, when we throw the video in there, it's a wonderful treatment. You know, he said that you know those actors they weren't even like trained actors; they were just his friends. Um, and he like the whole process of writing the song to like putting the video out, editing and all that was like a week. So I've listened to a lot of his tracks since um, watching this video. And he's he's a great rapper. So you definitely want to check out this music video. It's, it's going to be talked about for a while. Um, another music video you should check out. Meek Mill dropped off a video for Fall Through off of his um, latest project, Wins and Losses. Um, and I know I, I talked about a music, a Meek Mill music video last week and he's, he's coming with the visual treatments. So, you know, shout out to him. He, he put in work this year. Um, Daniel Caesar dropped a music video for Freudian, the, uh, titular track and the ending track off of his album Freudian. Um, and it's dope. He's been coming with the artsy visuals for this project. You know, all the videos, um, that he's released so far kind of have the same type of treatment, um, dope concepts. So, you know, he's putting in work as well. So definitely check out the music video for Freudian. Uh, Dreezy also put out a music video for her song Spar. So at Dreezy's a Chicago rapper and she's in this song with Kodak Black and, and Black. Um, and it's a very political song and the treatment that the music video guy is, is animated and it's, it's just, it's dope. It's dope. 
Um, you know, and the political message doesn't get lost in the animated treatment. Um, it's a dope song and a dope video to go with it. Check out the music video for Spar. Um, Sir, I, who I believe is the most recent TDE signee, uh, dropped off a new song with Schoolboy Q. You'll want to check that out. Their chemistry is surprisingly, you know, very nice. Um, so check out the podcast newsletter to check out that song. Um, Kalani, um, recently was performing her newest song. So she dropped off this song called Honey back in, I want to say it was either May or sometime this summer. So at the Billboard's Women in Music um, uh, award show, she performed Honey. Um, and it was a dope... My pad just dropped my phone. Uh, it was a dope performance. Um, there wasn't much behind it. All she had was like a, a guitar player and she just stood in front of the mic in this dope red pantsuit. Um, and she slayed it. Like she gave vocals. And like as you, you watch the performance, everybody in the crowd is like just smiling at her and looking at her in adoration. It's like a really touching moment. Uh, so she killed that. So check that out. And she also dropped off the music video for her song, Honey, shortly after. So Kalani's, you know, she's doing some things. Maybe we'll get an album early next year. I mean, Sweet Sexy Savage dropped in January of this year. So it's about time for a new project from her. And I could use some new music. So definitely check that out. Um, another thing you should check out, Genius, uh, formerly known as Rap Genius, the site where you can annotate lyrics for all the songs that are out there. Um, they do this series where they good, they talk to producers that constructed some popular songs and they talk to them about how they made the song. So the producer deconstructs the beat and goes all the way from the beginning and is like, I started here and this is how I end up here. So they recently did that um, with the song Passion Fruit by Drake off of More Life. Um, and it was dope to see that song get created from start to finish. So you'll want to check that out. Another thing you want to check out, Cardi B um, recently did a YouTube video where she went onto her uh, went onto the YouTube page for her song Bodak Yellow and she read some of the comments and I believe this was through Noisy. Um, so she read some of the comments, good and bad, and responded to them. So as you as you know with comments on YouTube videos, you can get a, some really good ones and you can get some people who are trolls or just terrible people. And she responds to all of them. So you'll definitely want to check this out to see how she handled that. Finally, in the things you should check out, Jay-Z... Um, did a big 35-minute interview with the New York Times, and he talked about everything. Um, it was like a follow-up to the 444 album. He touched on a lot of things. Um, so you can check that out in the podcast newsletter. Um, you can read like the actual interview, as well as this video of the interview. So hold is out here. Um, so definitely check that out. The Rumor Mill, Big Sean and Metro Boomin said they will be releasing a collaboration album this year. This year. Um, so it's December 6th, so I, I think we can expect that soon. Very soon. Um, so that works for me. I, I'm, I'm always down for a new Big Sean album. Metro Boomin is one of the best producers in the game right now, so I think that that collaboration could be dope. So look out for that. Um, Quavo and Travis Scott's album, which I think is called Huncho Jack, said that it was shipped off for mixing. 
So I think we we might be getting that before the end of the year or early next year. Um, dovetailing off of that, Mike Dean, the famous producer and engineer, revealed that new music from Kanye, Travis, Designer, and Quavo is coming soon. So, you know, he, he like instagrammed a picture of his like computer where he's got folders that said kanye 2017 travis 2017 uh huncho jack which is travis and quavo's project and designer 2017 so um or designer project or something like that so it's safe to say that um you know maybe well you know, with Quavo and Travis saying that that album was just shipped off for mixing, and with this from Mike Dean, you know, Mike Dean is probably the one mixing it, so that project probably will be coming out very soon. But it's also interesting to hear that, um, you know, Mike Dean will be working on Travis's album, Astro World, and then also albums from Ye and Designer, so stay tuned for that. Um, a special edition of Damn by Kendrick Lamar will be released with all of the tracks in reverse order. So, you know, we talked about that theory in an episode, how the the album works back and forth and how it actually has kind of a better rhythm if you listen to it backwards. So you listen to Duckworth as the first song, Blood as the last song. Now they're releasing a special edition with it in that order. So, you know, if you didn't just create a playlist and, you know, reverse the order, I guess you can buy it now. So, you know, that's something to look out for. Um... Both Jeezy and Eminem will be releasing projects on December 15th, and they both released the track list for those projects. Eminem, um, he's got, it's a 19-track album, features from Beyonce, as we already know, Fresher, Ed Sheeran's on the song, Alicia Keys, uh, Ex-Ambassadors, Skylar Grey, Kalani, and Pink. So, just from the sound of it, the the track list or the album is sounding very pop pop focused so i'm not excited for that um so we'll see what we actually get when the album drops but you know i i kind of want eminem to get on his you know rap spitting mode you know not really songs with ed sheeran and like pink but we'll see what we get um alternatively jeezy's uh album track list looks pretty dope his album's called pressure um it's 13 tracks he's got t grizzly on a track he's got two chains on a track he's got diddy on a track kodak black and yg on a track tory lanes and rick ross trey songs and whiz kid and then the one that got every where everybody's eyes lit up track number 12 american dream featuring j cole and kendrick lamar now, you all know we've been waiting for that J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar collab. And so to get a song with both of them on the track at the same time, and it's Jeezy too, I know that track's going to go hard. So definitely look out for that. Uh, let's jump into the upcoming um, recently released albums. Roy Woods from OVO released his album Say Less last week. Miguel released War and Leisure last week. Check that. Both of those albums out there. Dope. Um, on the 15th of December, Eminem will be releasing Revival, NERD will be releasing No One Ever Really Dies, and Jeezy will be releasing Pressure. So you definitely want to check both of those out. So that is all for the Press Play segment this week. Uh, I will be right back after a short break with the Dig Deeper segment.
This week, I want to talk about Chance the Rapper. Now, you all know I'm from Chicago. Um, and, you know, we love Chance here. You know, he's, you know, one of the premier rappers for our city currently. Um, and, you know, Chance, you know, one of the main facets of his platform, you know, he's given his music away for free for his entire career and, you know, grown a lot of his, you know, name and um, popularity off the fact that he's an independent artist and supports putting the control back into the hands, you know, of the artist rather than, you know, the record labels and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, recently there have been insinuations and accusations um, from one Joe Budden, the retired rapper who now um, hosts a show, Everyday Struggle, on Complex, um, that allude to the fact that Chance may be otherwise, that he may not be an independent artist. Um, so listen to what Joe Budden had to say about Chance way back in April. Because I, I, I feel like you've skated around this in answer question. I have. Question. So let me sound like a hypocrite for you. Go ahead. If Chance is independent, if Chance is not independent, from this move, I no longer care. Because if he's not independent, he's doing all the dirty work for the independents. I don't care if it's a lie. I don't care if it's a lie. And I can't think it's a lie because I think that him and Apple have the exact same objective. For different reasons. I think Apple wants to get rid of all the labels so they can take all the fucking money because <laughs> they're going to be the only label. I think that Chance is independent and says, fuck the labels, we've been getting robbed or whatever. So because they have the same objective, for me, it gets tricky because Apple serves as a streaming... So let's unpack some of that. Um, so you, clearly Joe Budden insinuates there that, you know, he thought in the past that Chance being independent was a lie. Now, at this point in April, he was saying that he doesn't care because at, the, at that point, Chance had just got nominated for Grammys. And then he did a performance where he was like coming at the labels and he had changed all the logos for the labels. That was like, you know, he was negatively, he was bashing the labels, like don't sign with them, that type of stuff. Um, so Joe was saying at this point um, that he doesn't care if Chance is independent or not because he's doing the work for the independent artists by like, you know, you know, championing, championing, uh, <laughs> championing, um, you know, being independent and not to sign with the labels and, you know, doing these deals with Apple. Yada, 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 yada. I'll get into that. Um, but he did say at that same point that he does not believe that chance being independent is a lie now let's fast forward to this past october when everything really heated up um to a another episode of everyday struggle where they discussed chance and his independence just to set up um you know to preface what you're about to hear um chance had recently performed on i think it was colbert of fallon with daniel caesar that new song that he performed joe budden made fun of him because he was like oh this is super positive and he's making fun of chance's voice and how light it is and stuff like that chance came back and was like yo 
Um, Joe Budden's just mad because, you know, he used to be a rapper, but now he has to clock in every day at this show. But I am the culture, that type of stuff. So Chance shot back. And so what you're about to hear is after that. So this is them responding to that incident. Chance Tebow, here's some perspective. Bec- only because I think that was pretty condescending and passive aggressive. I don't clock in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a vendor. I am a I am a vendor slash creator. The way that Chance is a creator. I don't want you, Chance, or or any of your peers, and I'm no longer your peer, I'm retired. I don't want y'all to to paint this picture to fans where my credibility is attacked. So let's attack yours for a minute. I am the culture. I am the culture. That's what you say. I agree. You are the culture, Chance. And because you are the culture, your responsibility to the culture is as high as you make it, right? So because you are one of the 5% of artists who are actually, who are actually, uh, who actually see numbers uh, closer to what you should see because that that number is very small. It doesn't give you a right to attack others. So as a creator, you know, see fans don't know, but you know that in music, we don't really get what we should. Creators where we should be championed, we are fucking thrown to the ground and tossed to the side. I have a moral uh, obligation to, because I love the culture, to relay information now. My value isn't in music. My value is in my experiences. My value is in the information I've retained by being around such amazing minds. So I sit here on the show that I created as a creator. Now, when I turn your song on, I hear you. <laughs> that was dope. Y'all might not know that's dope. When I turn your song on, I hear you. You turn this on and see me. My credibility is not to be attacked because of that, because I'm making astute observations and i think that you have an obligation to relay such information as well yet you do not yet you continue this lie you are not independent stop saying it and stop responding to me every time i say it because i'm willing to prove my points i am and i'm here every day when you attack me and the things i've said and my credibility you're going to force me to take the mask off of you and because i like you i don't want to do that Leave me alone. No. So, you know, something's changed from what Joe Budden said in April to this past October. You know, he's, he's throughout been consistent in saying that, yo, I, I mess with chance, but something got a little bit more aggressive in this October portion of Joe Budden and he addressed chance. And maybe it's because chance came at him but now Joe Budden is insinuating like, yo, if you keep messing with me, you're going to make me tell these people who you really are, essentially. And so that's interesting to me. So I, you know, I wanted to comb through the weeds on this one, you know, as a super fan of Chance who may have been deafened to the chatter because I was too busy bumping smoke break or something. Like I wanted to explore what people are saying about chance. What what 
you know, what's floating out there. Because there have been other artists who have said some um, things about Chance where they speculated whether, you know, how he got to where he is. Joe Budden has been firm in saying, yo, I don't know if Chance is independent. This most recent thing makes it seem like he's not. Um, So I wanted to unpack that. So let's, you know, shortly talk about some of the theories about why Chance may not be an independent artist. Now, number one, and, and there's, there's only two two main things I want to get to. So the fact that Coloring Book and also Surf um, were both released exclusively through Apple is a big thing and a big theory that Chance is not an independent artist. Uh, you know, they say that, you know, having the backing of one of the largest tech companies in the world in Apple, and especially one that is so entrenched in the music industry like Apple is, it is impossible to be an independent artist when you have that backing. Um, you know, his music was placed in front of millions of people on Apple Music and any success he's had, you know, his his you know songs charting on the billboard the fact he was nominated for seven grammys won three you know they say that that success cannot be overlooked by the fact that he had this huge tech company in apple backing him now chance has addressed this himself you know you know he heard the chatter of people saying like yo you're not independent you got apple you know backing you and giving you placements and all of this and chance said he cleared it up on twitter he was like look apple gave me $500,000 in a commercial to exclusively host coloring book for 2 weeks and that was it it was on soundcloud directly after that he said he wanted to remain transparent and um you know that you know he needs the cash and he he likes everybody over there but that's simply all it was two weeks exclusive exclusivity um he gets the money and that was the whole deal and now personally you know i think that's a great example of chance taking complete control of his music and being able to make a buck from that and you know and honestly how is this any different from what prince used to do you know prince used to license after he had you know the big blow up and stuff with i believe it was warner you know he used to an album at a time he didn't sign he would sign like one year record deals um and like basically license his music out to a record label so that he could reap the benefits from distribution but keep control over his music so how is that any different from what chance is doing you know he gets that that cash um apple gets it for two weeks and then you know it was right back on soundcloud but you know the big point that people make is like look um, you can't say that, you know, with Apple behind you, that that didn't help open some doors that, um, you know, other artists wouldn't, other independent artists wouldn't have. And, you know, that's fair. You know, but one thing I want to point out is that, you know, Chance's independence, you know, has more to do with where the industry is right now um, than it does of, you know, some you know, triumph for, you know, artists. Like, you know, if it was 10 years ago, an artist in his position would probably have signed a deal 
you know, the, the music industry wasn't in the place that it is now, you know, with streaming and all of this stuff, like, you know, 10 years ago, Chance probably would have signed a deal. And currently, some of the rappers who did sign deals 10 years ago probably wouldn't do the same thing now. Um, so, you know, to hold Chance's independent status as, you know, a triumph of, you know, you know, strictly, you know, his success in, um, you know, keeping control of his music and all that, you know, it's, it's more of a sign of the times, you know, no pun intended with Prince. Um, but, you know, a counterpoint to the Apple theory, you know, a deal with Apple doesn't make him not independent. You know, an independent artist just means that he's not signed to a label and he's not he's not subject to losing control of the marketing or release of his own music. Apple isn't a label. So that deal didn't do anything for Chance's control. You know, Apple just wants more people to use their service to stream and Chance got some money out of it. So, you know, I don't I don't buy into the theory that, you know, um, that deal with Apple, you know, was like a label backing him. A, you know, a real growing slash grown concern was that Chance promised that the music was going to be free and then it wasn't for two weeks. So, OK, yeah, Chance did, you know make it a big point that, you know, you know, he was going to keep releasing his music for free. And then all of a sudden you had to have an Apple music subscription for that first two weeks that is, it was released to hear it. So, so a lot, a lot of fans felt a way about the fact that, yo, you said that you were going to keep your music free, yada, yada. And then, you know, we had to have Apple Music subscription. I honestly, personally, I think that's picking, if you ask me. You know, the music was still free after two weeks, and it's currently still streamable on SoundCloud for free. Like, if you go on SoundCloud right now, you can listen to the whole album. Um, But people felt that that was disingenuous. So I think, you know, that was, you know, a portion of how some of this chatter got started. Um, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I don't think it, it mattered, you know, it's not like it, he still put it out for free. There was just two weeks when, you know, Apple had it, but you know, that's just to let you know of how, um, people were feeling at the time. So then there's this, um, deeper theory and that's the industry plant theory. Now an industry plant is someone who's come up and become so successful and the thought is that they were placed at the top placed into the success by the higher-ups in the industry itself by the label engineered success you could call it someone who is granted like placements you know that you know that aren't warranted this can further be extended to like independent artists that are actually signed to major labels and this is a common thing that there are independent artists who say that they're independent but they actually are signed to labels you know fans like to support independent artists um so packaging an artist as such while giving them the resources of a label is kind of like a win-win you know unless the artist doesn't take off the label gets a hit in this artist the artist gets the resources they need the fans 
get behind the artist because they think they're independent when they actually aren't. So, you know, so that's that kind of rolls up what an industry plant is. You know, a label plants someone at the top. Um, you know, they may be saying they're independent when they're actually not. And so they may be getting uh, opportunities that weren't, you know, weren't warranted by, you know, them grinding and them succeeding on their own. It's because the label engineered their success. So, you know, there's a theory that Chance fits this bill. You know, a lot of people and even some rappers have speculated how Chance got all these opportunities. And some of the opportunities they're talking about is like, yo, on Acid Rap, your second project and one of, you know, the ones that really endeared you to fans. He had verses from Ab Soul, Twista, Action Bronson, beats from Jake One and Justice League with no label backing. And so I'm going to call this rapper specifically Russ was saying he he wasn't like saying anything negative about chance he was just saying like look i know you know where i was at that point like at that point in my career i couldn't have done anything like that so how is he you know getting these opportunities and so that you know people start to think like maybe chance is an industry plant maybe the industry maybe a label is giving these opportunities um, I would argue as someone from Chicago that Chance's climb wasn't overnight. He's been grinding for a while. Like, you know, I've seen Chance, you know, performing at, you know, like hole in the wall, like venues, you know, across the, you know, the country. Um, and, you know, the 10 day project was his actual big project that didn't have much backing and it just got buzzed locally and then grew but, you know, the alternative is that Chance just has some amazing connections and was able to use them to rise to the top. You know, Chance's father worked for two Chicago mayors. Um, Barack, when he was a senator, he helped with the Obama presidential campaign. I'm pretty sure their family knows Spike Lee. He's performed at the White House twice, one of which was right after acid rap. So, you know, in everybody's defense that's coming at Chance, these are things that the average rapper wouldn't have so early in their career. Chance does have opportunities that, um, or and was and got opportunities that the average independent artist wouldn't get, but that's because he just has great connections. You know, Kara Lewis is his booking agent, and she's one of the most powerful people in the music industry. You know, she's worked with Rakim, Tupac, Mary J. Blige, Kanye, Jay-Z, Eminem, and that's Chance's booking agent. So, yeah, he's he's going to get opportunities that the normal independent artist won't get. And, and, you know, the problem with it is that Chance might not be able to be the model for independent artists. Yes, he's getting all of this success, and he's independent in my eyes, but, you know the the standard the average independent artist won't have the connections he he has and might not be able to reach the same heights that he can without a label because he has such great connections and you know some other things that discredit this theory of chance being an industry plant is that an industry plant would get more billboard love or radio play like that's the whole point like you would think that you know if the label's putting you there then you're getting songs on radio that you wouldn't get without a label but chance isn't getting that you know he started his own i forgot what it was called but that website where people vote and would like you know petition to radio stations to get his music on air like he, he the way that he's grinding the things that he's doing don't reflect 
you know, the things that an industry plant would do. So, you know, I would really like to know what Joe Budden knows and what he says he knows. I don't I don't think Joe Budden is blowing smoke. I really don't. Um, But at the same time, from the theories that I've heard about and know about, you know, him getting that Apple deal, I don't think that discredits his independence in any way. I think that that was that furthermore, you know, credits how he has control of his own music and was able to make money off of that. I don't think he's an industry plant. He just has amazing connections. But, you know, something about, you know, the way Joe Budden said all the things he said about Chance, um, I'm curious, curious as to, you know, what things he thinks he knows and what, you know, could be hidden under the surface. You know, the music industry is a crazy business with lots of politics and lots of hidden things that we don't know we were just talking about the grammys last week and you know the politics in that so it would be interesting to see what happens i don't know if this story will die down you know you know this was just october and we haven't heard much since then but you know if joe doesn't believe that chance is independent and chance is clearly going to keep saying that then joe might speak up some more so we'll see what happens but I hope that I was able to explain the theories against Chance, you know, in a way that's easy to understand, but also, you know, give my own opinions to discredit those theories because I don't, I think that Chance is independent and I think that he has amazing connections and that's just, you know, he's a very lucky artist, you know, and he was set up to get the success that he has because he is so well connected. So that is it for the Dig Deeper segment this week. Thank you so much for listening. As I said, I will be back next week with the top 40 list for 2017. I love making this list. And I also, selfishly, I think I love making this list because it gives me a dope playlist at the end of every year. Like I, And that's that's a cool thing to document. Like, if I you know, want to know what's popping 2015, I can go to my top 40 list and, you know, I got these playlists just in my Apple Music of all those songs. And, you know, I share those out every year. So, you know, definitely get excited for that. I will be sharing a Spotify and an Apple Music playlist of the top 40 next week. Um, but tell your friends about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. I'll be back next week. This has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. <laughs> Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 